Hey folks, welcome back to The Africanist, your favorite podcast, and I am your host, Bamba. Today, I have another special guest. His name is Professor Dismas Masolo. Professor Masolo uh, teaches philosophy at the University of Louisville, Kentucky, and he also is the author of uh, several scholarly works, including Self and Community in the Changing World, Indiana University Press, 2010 and also uh, African philosophy in search of identity. Uh, Professor Masolo, welcome to The Africanist. Thank you. So, today we're going to talk about African philosophy and especially uh, what is African philosophy because uh, philosophy in Africa has been dominated by the quest of recognition and validity. And the perpetual question African philosophers are always answering as uh, Budunrin puts it, is, is there African philosophy? If there is, what is it? Um, Let me start by saying that this is 2020. Uh, Christians are proving uh, the existence of African philosophy uh, is, or uh, that question is a dead one. Uh, I don't think it is relevant. I don't think we need it. Uh, There might have been a time when uh, it was falsely considered as a pivotal question we were obliged to answer. Uh, And I'm saying falsely in the sense uh, that uh, to some degree, uh, while we were uh, struggling to extricate ourselves Uh, from the throes and from the stranglehold uh, of the West uh, that had imposed uh, its values uh, upon us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We thought that we needed to validate our extrication from that stranglehold uh, by uh, justifying uh, certain things uh, about ourselves. Uh, And so philosophy was uh, seen as something that we had to prove we had, uh, uh, which unfortunately was not part of our discourse Mm -hmm. uh, and um, seemed to echo uh, the very contradictions uh, uh, that we were trying to overcome uh, in the sense that um, uh, as, as much as we were struggling to uh, uh, be ourselves, which is what uh, independence and autonomy is all about. Uh, we, we, we fell into the trap of having uh, to prove to someone else that um, we could show examples of why uh, we wanted to be ourselves and why uh, it could be seen that we were worth or we were capable of being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what we were able to produce as uh, the values uh, the, uh, around which we were capable of organizing our life experiences. So uh, it, it is within those very broad uh, contextual uh, historical circumstances that um, uh, we, we, we were misled into thinking that proving that we had a philosophy was a viable question. Uh, now, looking back, definitely, uh, I believe uh, personally that um, 
uh, it, it was a non-stop. It was um, uh, completely uh, unuseful. I'm not saying useless, but uh, unuseful question that we were uh, forced to to grapple with. In your groundbreaking work entitled African Philosophy in Search of Identity, uh, published in 1994, you argue that the birth of the debate on African philosophy is historically associated with two related occurrences, Western discourse on Africa and uh, Africa's response to it. So can you uh, walk us through those two things, the discourse and the response to it? What was the discourse in this context uh, from, and how from, people responded? From, from a Western point of view, uh, it, it, was, it was simple. It, well, simple in the sense that we can summarize it, uh, but very complex in terms of how exactly uh, uh, the, that denial of African values and African worth uh, was expressed in a variety of ways uh, that we can now, from a scholarly point of view, um, organize under different uh, disciplinary uh, frameworks. Uh, 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 and so, generally speaking, um, uh, the West colonized us, uh, and um, uh, different from how they reacted to other uh, 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 colonial subjects, uh, let's say to India, for example, uh, or to uh, South American cultures and peoples that they colonized. Uh, more or less uh, at the same time as they dis, right, uh, bumped into us, um, they didn't deny uh, of those cultures uh, the existence or worth uh, in, the, in, in a manner similar to how they treated our own. Uh, for us, uh, these people simply said there was nothing to be seen. Uh, there was nothing to show uh, of us as having um, had any uh, cultures worth talking about. Uh, and that, therefore, because history is uh, seen uh, with reference to or through the lenses of what people leave behind as markers of time um, that they leave behind uh, as time moves on and as they pursue uh, improvements uh, uh, in their lives uh, and in their uh, 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 intervention uh, in the material world and in the world of values, mm -hmm. Um, they thought we had nothing. Uh, they, they thought they believed they couldn't see anything uh, that defined us over time. So these people just simply wrote Africa out of history. Uh, they wrote us out of time. And this is why we, we, we go back to uh, uh, the, the framework uh, uh, that um, uh, defines history along those lines that privilege uh, a Western perspective to how they have been in control of how the world is definable or how the world is defined on the basis of human intervention uh, upon it uh, and human transformation of the world in a variety of ways, materially, 
uh, okay, uh, politically, religiously, uh, you know, aesthetically, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So this is this is this is uh, this is Hegel, so to speak, right? Um, or I was probably just uh, um, uh, describing the contours that were outlined and were expressed uh, uh, openly uh, uh, in Hegel's own work. So, um, so the West came to colonize Africa uh, in ways that are deeply different from how they colonized uh, places like India, for example, that had uh, 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 deeply uh, anchored uh, icons of their own cultures, of their belief systems, uh, and of material expressions uh, that um, uh, symbolized uh, those value systems that uh, defined them. Uh, in South America, uh, similarly, uh, there were all kinds of things that archaeologists from the West could uh, unearth, uh, could uh, bring up, uh, and give them a sense of what uh, uh, the, these cultures had uh, previously been before their own arrival. Uh, they claimed that we didn't have anything similar to that. Uh, hence, so that was the West, that was the, the, the Western discourse mm -hmm. on art. So we reacted to this uh, when, as we attained independence mm -hmm. uh, and got the West out, we thought, and so I go back to your original question, uh, we thought that we really had to validate our claim for autonomy and our claim for independence. Mm -hmm. So those two discourses kind of bore each other. Uh, and they influenced each other. Uh, so it has been a back and forth kind of thing. And we played into the hands of the West uh, by uh, reacting to their own originary narrative by claiming that we could prove that we had a philosophy. What, why do we have to prove <laughs> to anyone that we have a philosophy for heaven's sake? Yeah, but we thought it was a necessary question to, to, to respond to. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so, that, which is the reason why I said earlier that we, we, we were falsely led into thinking that it was an important question. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, now looking back, of course, we, you, you know, I think, I think we were tricked into this. Um, uh, or we misled ourselves into thinking that it was something worth, worth, worth responding to. We should have just gone uh, ahead to uh, do what we want to do, mm -hmm. uh, think wrongly or otherwise. That is how thought is born. To say what you think you want to say, explain how you believe the world presents itself, propose what you think are the norms upon which uh, people uh, uh, should organize them, you know, their experiences, their institutions, and so on and so forth, and let discourses rage on, right? Mm -hmm. Let people disagree uh, and propose counter-narratives, counter-ideas, uh, uh, without thinking of whether or not uh, this, again, let me refer to uh, uh, the past, yeah? I think mm -hmm. it is. Uh, the poem of, uh, is it Langston Hughes, yeah, in the Harlem Renaissance? Langston uh, Hughes. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who says, whether this pleases the West or not, mm -hmm. who cares? If somebody out there says, 
oh my goodness, what a wonderful thing. So be it. Mm-hmm. If they say, oh, what a terrible thing, who cares? And who wants to respond to that? Mm-hmm. Whose business is it? That's their own opinion, right? As much as we too will disagree and agree on a variety of different things. So so that's what I mean by the confluence of uh, uh, these two mutually affecting uh, uh, narratives out of which African feminism. But I'm also therefore really glad to, you know, uh, uh, to note uh, that um, uh, we have made many big strides uh, uh, since uh, those uh, terrible times. Uh, yeah. So uh, now, when you talk about African philosophy, you cannot omit um, the work of Placid Temple, uh, Bantu philosophy. Who was Placid Placid Temple, and why was his work Bantu philosophy was so central, or has been central to African philosophy? It, it is part of this false uh, narrative, uh, you, you, you you know, uh, uh, and so. Uh, to, to some degree, uh, and, uh, and let me go back to, or let me make some reference to uh, 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 a person who has influenced how Africa is studied uh, 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 through the lenses of the humanities uh, in the past several decades now. Biwai Mudimbe, you, you, you know, Mudimbe says that African discourses on African uh, uh, values and African uh, 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 studies and understanding have been shaped by uh, three uh, 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 categories uh, of the Western library mm-hmm. on Africa. Yeah? Uh, there is uh, the, the, the missionary work, the anthropological work, and the colonial, right, administrative work. Uh, uh, and to some degree, Viredu says, making reference definitely to temple, uh, that none of these three was definitely good. But when you compare them one with each, you know, with each other, mm-hmm. uh, probably given what Temple did, mm-hmm. the missionary library did slightly better mm-hmm. than the anthropolo- anthropologist's library or the colonists. Yeah? Uh, but the colonists and uh, 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 the anthropologists were people who were bent on only finding anything, everything negative yeah, mm-hmm. uh, about Africa. Temples, therefore, jumps out of the missionary work, definitely in and of itself not necessarily positive or good, but he, you know, leads a tiny little school of thought within this Western onslaught uh, that says, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, it's fine, I mean, we may think differently, but those people have something that we should be able to understand and appreciate as their own, as bad as it may be, yeah, uh, as bad as it may be. Uh, and I think I do, I do uh, uh, say uh, uh, somewhere, I think, uh, in my analysis uh, and evaluation of Temple in African uh, philosophy in such a light, anything, uh, that Temple's was deep. Deeply, deeply, deeply Hegelian, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying anything that was really positive at all, yeah. Uh, but saying, look, this, and therefore, to some degree, uh, while appearing to uh, uh, contradict people like Lucien Levy Brun, who was, you know, the, who led this this uh, uh, onslaught 
uh, on, on uh, non-Western cultures uh, out of um, the, 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 the ethnology school in Paris, uh, the primitivist yeah, uh, uh, perspective. Um, he seems to contradict Lucien de Vibros, but really, 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 I don't believe he does, uh, because what he presents in Bantu philosophy is a way of saying, look, hey, come on, we think differently. These people think differently from how we do. This is what they think. This is how they think. Well, it may sound it may sound <laughs> apparently positive, but there is nothing positive about what Temple says about how Africans think. Yeah? But he's the one who very quickly uh, influences a, a variety of African thinkers uh, who, for some reason, uh, were not necessarily deep thinkers, uh, really, uh, uh, into embracing him as if he was uh, this uh, 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 mythical uh, 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 spirit that um, uh, you know, excavates uh, the African spirit that had been buried <laughs> under the, the huge weight uh, of Western, you uh, know, soil of denial. Uh, so, so basically, uh, you were saying he he has been overrated, or his role uh, into no overrated, no. Okay, uh, that that means something different. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he has been falsely positivized. Positivized. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now, of course, when you you talk about philosophy, uh, you also kind of omit the centrality of reason, right? And the I different... Omit? When we talk about philosophy, oh, we cannot oh, 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 yeah. forget okay. the centrality sure. of, of, of the concept of reason yeah, sure. and how reason um, has been conceptualized from one place to another, from one philosopher to another. So, what place has the, the concept of reason occupied in this philosophical debate of Africa? This is we come back exactly to what mm -hmm. Temples does and what how Temples in fact fails to extricate himself mm -hmm. uh, from people like Hegel and people like Lucien de Vibrun, uh, uh, right? Uh, by uh, articulating the value of good reason um, only from some perspective that they think privileges itself over any other expression of reason. And um, so that is one of the detailed uh, uh, points of debate that emerges in uh, this, this uh, in this falsely uh, conceived uh, uh, obligation to respond uh, to the West. Ah, you, you know, uh, uh, we have reason. Yeah, we have reason, and uh, you know, our reason, like Temple's proposes, our reason focuses on things that are different, uh, or, you know, our reason operates differently, and so on and so forth. Well, see what happens uh, 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 in the hands of people like Senghor, yeah? uh, in his articulation of um, uh, 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 the separation between uh, emotion and logic, um, uh, analytic reason from uh, uh, some overly pervasive, all-embracing expressions of, of 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 reasons of reason of some sort. 
uh, a, a very anti-Cartesian uh, understanding. Now, these are people who definitely were motivated towards, probably driven by good uh, 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 objectives uh, uh, and goals. But uh, I think the whole debate uh, that made them respond to the entire uh, discourse uh, in those manners was, was falsely driven. Uh, and, and so uh, uh, Senghor takes advantage of an interesting, an interesting confluence uh, 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 between what he thought Africa's understanding of reason was uh, and what was being proposed by this small school of anti-Cartesian uh, philosophers yeah, uh, uh, in France, uh, led by people like uh, 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 Henry Bergson. Uh, and so um, he proposes um, uh, a sense of uh, of an engagement, of a theoretical or, or or a spiritual engagement with experience, with the world, uh, in a manner that he thought uh, was going to be diametrically opposed to how the West privileges its understanding of reason, at least through the eyes of uh, what emerged as. And a very specific uh, 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 line of of of, of thinking uh, about how understanding should be, uh, you know, good understanding of the world should be should be should be taken, uh, should be understood and 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 and, and expressed uh, and in in post Renaissance, in the post Renaissance Europe. Yeah. So for some reason, then the whole the debate, at least in part. Uh, 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 begins to m- m- mutate yeah, around uh, the notion of, of reason itself. Yeah, what is reason? Uh, 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 and um, do Africans' understanding of reason extricate uh, themselves from how the West uh, understands and, and frames reason? Or are there similarities? And, uh, and again, uh, really, these are discourses that are completely unuseful. If if they emerge, I think uh, a, a good a good um, uh, way of probably uh, appreciating their worth uh, across cultures is ah understanding how people talk of a variety of things using different approaches. Uh, in ways that can, in fact, be uh, compared with, contrasted to, uh, you know, those of other people. Uh, at that point, at that point, it's, it may seem uh, as if that is what is taking place in these discourses, but in, not exactly, not exactly when it comes down to Africa and the West. Another uh, philosopher you've mentioned earlier. Lucien Lévy-Brault, right, and he's most famously known for conceptualizing or arguing that there are logic societies and pre-logic societies, just still in the <laughs> framework of trying to argue that, well, some societies have reason, reason while others do not. So could you walk us a little bit briefly through his justification of why he said that? And did he ever recognize that this was an error? No, this this was 
This was a purely racist, you know, deeply. Uh, if 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 David Brule lived today, we would have called him a white supremacist. Yeah, uh, and that's what he was then, uh, and so uh, was bent uh, uh, to, uh, sh to you know showing uh, showing that uh, in fact. Uh, uh, um, European, again, we go back to the problematic term, uh, European reason or European mind functions in ways far superior, far scientifically driven, uh, right? Uh, 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 in contrast to how the primitive mind works. Yeah? Uh, and, and by the primitive mind, he just didn't mean only Africa. Uh, he meant mostly non, uh, all non-European cultures, uh, and that they were completely pre-logical. And so uh, he, he brings in a perspective that was very popular at the time too, which was evolutionary. Yeah? Uh, this evolutionistic way of understanding uh, the degree to which uh, human thought or human experience and human understanding, human knowledge, uh, uh, evolves on the basis of what these people thought was correct, on the basis of the evolution of uh, improvement of human quality, yeah, of the human character itself, and therefore the quality of thought, right? Uh, and that uh, you know, logic appears at a certain stage in the evolution of the human mind. Uh, before that, people are mythical, people are not, and he's um, or mystical, mythical maybe not, but mystical, yeah. Uh, um, and he thought that the primitive mind is is really pre-logical, um, uh, largely because it was completely mystical. It couldn't draw uh, what we consider simplistic, syllogistic, right, uh, uh, movements from given premises to uh, properly acceptable conclusions and things like that, right? Uh, so uh, they express uh, premises, yes, in terms of what is observed, etc., etc., et but conclusions uh, are completely, completely devoid of any connection with the premises that, uh, you know, were expressed in uh, uh, this syllogistic structure of reason uh, in explanatory schemes, yeah? <laughs> This is in, uh, in, in an interestingly uh, um, influenced way. This is what Evans Pritchard also does. Yeah? Evans Pritchard? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Edward Evan, Evans Pritchard, yeah? Mm -hmm. This famous social anthropologist from Oxford, yeah? Uh, who, uh, who, you know, published uh, uh, famous studies on the Azande, on Azande magic and witchcraft, yeah? But look, make a leap. Yeah, go to uh, you know uh, uh, in in this other work I actually uh, uh, refer to uh, a correspondence that I found uh, between uh, Lucien David Brule and um, uh, Edmond Husserl, uh, you know, the person who gave us those those steps that have that led to how you know we think. Uh, about uh, phenomenology in contemporary terms. Uh, Levi Brule had just published 
advoked. I don't remember the exact the exact title this time. Is it mentality primitive or les fonctions mentales dans les sociétés inférieures? Probably the second one, yeah, which is based upon his analysis and exemplifications from places like Papua New Guinea, the Pacific, yeah, the South Pacific, and the Australian, you know, Aborigines and uh, wants to impress upon Husserl that here is a great work, discovery, you know, uh, mm. how the primitive people think, or uh, if at all that is called thought, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, so Husserl's response to Levi Brun is interesting, yeah, interesting. Mm. I'm still uh, open to going back to seeing what developed uh, further beyond uh, the, 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 the exchanges that I make references to and that I had, you know, uh, mm -hmm. translated for me uh, uh, after I tried my own translation uh, from Husserl's responses to Levi Brun, mm -hmm. that Husserl's German was so complicated, I trust that this thing just threw me out. And then I gave it. <laughs> to a native German speaker to yeah. translate. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the content of the correspondence. So, so Husserl reads this uh, you, you, you know, uh, 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 correspondence and letter uh, from uh, uh, Levi Brühl uh, 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 that accompanied uh, you know, his gift of a copy of this book. And uh, Husserl responds very nicely, very in, oh, beautifully. He's, you know, he says, wow, you know, this is wonderful. And I truly appreciate your gift. Uh, you, you, you know, um, I believe and I have heard uh, uh, about how famous you are in your field and how influential. I have got no way of... Uh, you, you, you know, denying uh, the foundations or the basis of that of that fame and and so on and so forth. Then Husserl says, here goes to the next paragraph. Says, but as far as your presentation of what you are calling the right, the minds of primitive people, I'm not sure that you are talking of human beings. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Husserl said that. Yes, to live Yes, I'm not sure that you're talking of human beings, right? Wow. There is no mind that belongs to this set of humans and another mind that belongs to <laughs> another set of humans. What are you talking about? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah right. We are in. Then he presents to David Brule says, you know, he says, well, I beg to politely differ that. There is only one mind, and it belongs to all human beings. Yeah, from a phenomenological point of view, we have got no basis for saying that the minds of these human beings work this way, and the minds of these human beings work works the this other way. way. No, how we relate to reality may be very different in terms of what it is that we value in our relation with reality, but that does not mean. That we have that another set of humans have a different mind, and another set of human beings have a different a different kind of mind. No, mm -hmm. what understanding of humans is that? Yeah? It's a beautiful correspondence, and so 
Husserl dismisses him. You know, he dismisses this. this I don't deny that you're famous in your field, but... <laughs> this is rubbish. <laughs> this is a lot of baloney, yeah? Mm. Uh, you, you know, nobody can accept this from a purely philosophical point of view. So, um, so there are, you can see uh, uh, the, 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 the dynamics, yeah? Uh, that, um, uh, 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 you know, really define ways in which uh, uh, the West... Uh, is bent upon trying, you know, self-defining, right, as uh, the, the 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 prototype of what it should mean to be human. Uh, and if you do not belong to this, you don't have examples of this kind of uh, mental operation. Then, uh, you know, uh, we have to find another way of describing what kind of mind you have. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, yeah, uh, and and you know, sadly, sadly, so our responses, you know, to these kinds of discourses, play into the hands uh, of these guys uh, uh, when when uh, we we begin we think. Uh, and again, I will use uh, uh, the, the, the adverb I used earlier, falsely, uh, that these are um, uh, claims that we have to counter. I don't see the reason why we have to counter. Mm-hmm. Why? But we were being defined by a moment. <laughs> yeah? uh, and, and a moment whose dynamics were being driven by someone, by someone else. Interesting. So another concept that you work on and talk about in your in your books, especially self and community, is the concept of personhood. And there are also other famous philosophers who have dealt with that uh, concept thoroughly, including Mankiti, uh, mm-hmm. yes, Jeche, when they talk about Akan, the conception of uh, well, person. He, he yeah, Akan. Mankiti is evil. Yeah. Yeah, so when he frames his idea upon uh-huh, yeah, so this idea of personhood is also very central to to Africans in general, right? So could you tell us why is it important in your work that you deal with personhood and also the relationship between the person and the community? We should talk about thoroughly in self and community. You you, you know um, today's what. Uh, Monday. Monday, on Friday, I received a copy of probably one of the latest books on this idea. Mm-hmm. Of the just idea of personhood. personhood. Yeah, okay. just published. Mm-hmm. In honor of Mankiri, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a collection of essays uh, that were started before my good dear friend passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last, last summer, uh, summer last year. Uh, 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 and it was a project that was started um, uh, uh, with the aim of honoring him and honoring uh, his uh, contribution to this whole debate. Uh, not, I will not say on, no, inside African philosophy, uh, around this particular concept, this particular idea. Um, uh, the idea of, 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 of the person. Now, um, 
this African philosophy is not organized around just one idea. Mm-hmm. This is just one of them. Uh, there are people walking around all different kinds of, of, of things out there that are um, what philosophy does. And they are doing a very good job, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this particular idea, I think, is, is really crucial and central. Uh, and just as um, uh, just a few uh, minutes before you arrived here, I was talking with, I was calling a colleague of mine. Uh, here in the department, uh, who jointly with another colleague uh, published uh, a book uh, two years ago now. Yeah, probably two years ago now. Um, so it is still fresh uh, on uh, on um, the idea of consciousness. Yeah, consciousness. Mm-hmm. Consciousness. Uh, yeah. Um, now, why am I talking about all these things? Uh, because um presently uh, understanding uh, the the human person is a very crucial thing is a key uh, a point uh, or object of philosophical debate and philosophical inquiry yeah uh, generally speaking not just african not just general um, uh, so it's it's almost everywhere uh, trying to understand uh, how uh, the human being behaves, uh, how the human being uh, operates, works, what, what makes you blink, yeah? <laughs> uh, and, and is your blinking different, you know, driven by something that is very different from uh, what drives your thinking, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what drives your thinking. Uh, and when it comes to your thinking, um, do you think differently uh, 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 about, let's say, your belief in God uh, as you do about two plus two, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? mm-hmm. uh, or whether or not the object you are seeing in front of you is really there or is, uh, you know, a product of your imagination, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, understanding uh, the human person is uh, very, very central. Uh, and and being driven uh, by uh, uh, preoccupations that have emerged out of old philosophical uh, of, uh, developments from old philosophical reflections, uh, but also being driven by matters arising out of science, purely science, uh, particularly in the medical field. Yeah, um, trying to understand um, uh, how we can, in fact. Um, uh, uh, articulate um, uh, what it is that we observe, what drives lie behind what we observe uh, uh, in human conduct, in human behavior. Uh, uh, um, uh, I think in the medical field, uh, problems such as um, uh, uh, um, psychopathological conditions, uh, 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 mental health um, uh, and, and things like that. Uh, so, um, thinking about the human person uh, is is not new. Yeah, we have been on it probably just you know longer and in a manner that is probably unrelated uh, to these things I'm talking about. But suddenly, 
because of the globalization of our discourses, we are finding pockets uh, of confluence in terms of, not, not, not confluence in terms of agreement, but in, in terms of convergences of, of, of interests. Yeah? Uh, so um, in early 60s, um, uh, when we, we and going, even going back to people like Temples, uh, one, that is one of the points that really emerge out of uh, concerns for trying to understand how Africans uh, articulate uh, their engagement with their uh, beliefs about uh, reality, including human reality itself. Uh, 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 and so if you go uh, uh, back to uh, texts like those of Marcel Griel um, on uh, the Dogon, uh, the very idea of normal, yeah, uh, uh, and so there are so many things that have that can now uh, drive uh, and and guide our attention toward uh, uh, pointing at some very very specific uh, uh, objects of, of of theoretical interest, or uh, practices that suggest certain assumptions that need to be. Uh, dissected, analyzed, understood, explained, and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, in this book that has just been published in honor of, uh, of uh, Mankiti, um, uh, no, no, let me put it this way. Um, uh, so, so, African concerns uh, about persons and community uh, um, uh, were born uh, in Africa. Uh, and, and I said, you know, in a ways that have shown convergences, not confluences, but convergences with interests emerging now in the West out of probably slightly different uh, uh, dynamics uh, uh, and, and so on and so forth. But ours uh, uh, go back to uh, uh, the framings of our post-colonial state, yeah, and uh, suggestions that there was something uh, that you know was going to be radically different uh, from how the West wanted us to live in a neoliberal, yeah, in a, in a neoliberal way uh, that uh, privileged uh, and supported uh, capitalist frameworks and capitalist institutions uh, that would make us focus on uh, certain types of modes of production. And therefore, privileging and preferring uh, certain institutional setups uh, that would uh, uh, converge with what the West itself didn't want us to see as their own ideological yeah, mm -hmm. uh, 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 choices uh, uh, and so on and so forth. So in the 1960s, as we were gaining indip uh, uh, independence, uh, many African happened to be you know, thinkers also at the same time. Um, suggested something very different. Um, uh, and we were gaining independence at a time when, in fact, the West um, uh, was showing a, a very big rift uh, within itself. Uh, the West, talking very, very generally in terms of Western Europe and Eastern Europe, uh, or the Euro-American world as the West, or uh, Western Euro, Europe and America, as the West, and then Eastern Europe, that then formed uh, the so-called Soviet bloc after the Second World War, you know, another uh, uh, as another bloc. Yeah? Mm -hmm. 
so driven uh, towards the interest of um, taking a position that favored neither one of these, although very politics complicates those matters radically. Uh, we, uh, uh, or our leaders at the time, uh, suggested that there was something that was uh, radically different from how the West, capitalist West, you know, that had colonized us, wanted us to live and frame our institutions after they were gone, uh, but but also not exactly identical with what was presenting itself as the Marxist-Leninist, right? Uh, 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 socialism of you know, socialism of Eastern of Eastern Europe or the the, the, the Soviet bloc uh, and China, uh, you know, uh, etc. etc. So uh, the the, the uh, this is when uh, something called African socialism was was born. Uh, Senghor articulates it. Uh, the famous articulators of this idea, of course, are Senghor, uh, Nyerere. Nkrumah, although Nkrumah abandoned said after the coup uh, yeah. in 1966, um, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, and this 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 kind of middle ground position uh, is uh, is um, uh, somehow uh, interestingly led by China is articulated as something that Africa needed to adopt. Right at the Bandung Conference of 1955, yeah, uh, 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 in Bandung in 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 Indonesia, and um, yet it was led by China, yeah, because China wanted to take a position uh, that was different from that of the of you know led by Moscow on the one hand and uh, and and the European American or Euro American uh, bloc on the other, so. African socialism is born out of this yeah, uh, search for uh, autonomous position. Now, those, that is the, the historical, political framing of the atmosphere out of which our probably uh, our, our reference to Menkiti's idea of the notion of, of a person goes. Uh, and so Menkiti comes to study at Harvard in 1961. Yeah, now. He studies and something in under somebody curiously, John Rawls. John Rawls is. The, I have an essay in this book, yeah, uh, and, and and my essay is in fact entitled, uh, you know, between the two manifestos, yeah. There is the Marxist manifesto, the manifesto of the Communist Party, right there. Look at the, those three volumes, yeah. That's Capital, yeah. Look. Very tough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is the Communist Manifesto of of Marx and Engels on the one hand. Yeah, that tells us exactly what you know the ideal society should be. You know that promotes equity, that you know eliminates exploitation. That kind of thing. Um, because they have their own idea of what justice is all about, mm-hmm. how society should work. In you know, right. In manners that prevent and eliminate uh, these unacceptable uh, 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 moral uh, 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 biases that uh, privilege and favor uh, certain individuals with specific interests in society that work completely against the humanity of uh, the majority, and so on and so forth. 
Yeah. So in 1961, yeah, John Rawls is already beginning to research and to put together what would lead to his very, very, very famous work in the West called A Theory of Justice. Theory? A Theory of Justice. A Theory Fine. of Justice. Uh-huh. Finally uh, published in 1973. Right? But it had been in preparation for over one decade. Yeah? During which time uh, Menkiti was studying with him. He was the supervisor of Menkiti's doctoral mm. thesis at, at, at Harvard. Harvard. Right? So, a theory of justice, right, right, uh, uh, impact, uh, um, we come out with, with an idea of justice as, as fairness, as we simplistically put it, right? Justice as fairness. Now, justice as fairness, meaning that surely, remember, right, um, you are, or as I see you right now, uh, right? You are separate from me, from everybody else. You are you. you that is how you were born. You, that is, and therefore, there are certain things that should, in fact, uh, uh, be uh, defined in ways uh, that um, uh, align with, that recognize, that um, uh, leave untouched, right? Uh, uh, your autonomy as an individual. Yeah? And that if we were to be put at a point of a beginning where we were all to begin together, that is the only thing we can go back to, which is the autonomy of the individual, the freedom of all of us, each as an, an autonomous and free individual. Yeah? John Rawls argues that, in fact, to claim that the individual owes everybody else anything mm. would be unfair. How does that, where do you even start talking about things like that? Yeah? If you were to reduce the only reductive, right, or reductionist point you arrive at when you analyze society is the individual and her or his freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, 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 so would you stand on the street there and say, "Look, I don't know if I'm, I'm the one who dramatizes this, or I take it from somebody else. I don't remember now." But uh, would you stand in the street down here and say, "Everybody that is handsome and is beautiful, yeah, in, is in fact being unfair to those that are not exactly handsome and beautiful because." If they are men, they seem to be attracting, you know, mm-hmm. more lovers. Similarly, women who are beautiful will attract more lovers than this. Are they being unfair? <laughs> <laughs> Should they therefore distribute, right? Their like doses of beauty to others? Yeah. Hmm. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Think of that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Look, freedom, freedom of the indiv- the freedom of the individual and the capacity that each and every individual is endowed with 
is what makes them be able to produce certain things that others who do not have similar endowments can. Right? Uh, or sorry, that others without those similar endowments cannot. Yeah. If that is indeed the case, then indeed we cannot claim that individuals with certain capacities have to donate or have to have the products of their own endowments taken away from them and given to those who do not have them. That would be terribly unfair. It can't be just, right? So, a theory of justice is indeed and became the manifesto for capitalist liberal autonomy of the individual. As the counter, as the philosophical understanding of capitalism, or of the basis thorough philosophical, ethical, moral, if you wish, yeah, understanding of the basic, undeniable, in quotes, basis of capitalism, as opposed to that of the, right, the manifesto of the Communist Party by, of, of Engels, of, of Marx and Engels. So, Menkiti studies under Rawls <coughs> during the time that Rawls is developing. So you can imagine that these discussions were taking place in Rawls' classes. Well, Menkiti proposes a different one, a middle ground, yeah? similar to the Bandung Conference position. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Similar. Not that, I mean, he doesn't refer to it in his uh, you know, so-called um, uh, 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 normative understanding of the person here. Yeah? That is the famous essay that people are discussing every so. Mm -hmm. that whether his right or not, is a completely different matter, and I don't think that I re raise that question in this in this uh, contribution that I, I, I'm referring to. Um, um, uh, but, but, but so, so uh, in Menkiri's framing, therefore, uh, you know, his, his understanding of it is that, in fact, uh, the individual is a communal animal, yeah, uh, from an Af African understanding. Uh, individual is a communal animal, uh, and that um, nobody is is uh, you know African thinking uh, does not embrace the kind of autonomy of the individual the way Rawls does, because the individual is not that autonomous anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what? <laughs> oh, I don't think I could. I, I, I take my, my, my explanation further, though, right, to this point. So what Rawls calls the beginning is actually not the beginning. It is way up, way, 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 way later. Yeah? Uh, you know, because uh, he talks of the raw capacities of the individual, but the individual and the manifestation of these capacities is shaped by an individual's engagement with the rest of community, with the rest of society. So the individual, the competitiveness that each and every individual manifests is in fact a function of their social conditioning and of their social 
positioning. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, and so uh, Mankiti argues in his in his uh, 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 essay under scrutiny uh, that um, uh, the individual uh, in African understanding uh, the individual is expected uh, to grow. Uh, to a certain right, mm-hmm. uh, to a certain uh, uh, point, uh, uh, always uh, uh, as a result of their uh, communal uh, location, right, or you know, or positioning, uh, uh, and so on, so on. So there are certain expectations that are, are, are related to how people understand uh, the, the, the 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 progressional trajectory. Uh, of an individual's uh, 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 curriculum vitae, yeah, from birth uh, to the end. The ideal, of course, is growth to old age and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So an individual begins without anything in terms of capacity, like I just said it, mm-hmm. and but through the, 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 the influencing of community, uh, the individual becomes a person because a person then uh, is is um, uh, uh, judgeable, uh, is defined, is understood uh, 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 as a function uh, of uh, uh, communal influences that uh, make it possible for uh, a human being to show uh, their capacities that are related to their what it means for them to be human, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, and so when they begin to show these things, they begin to be persons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, before that, they are not, according to Mankiti's understanding. Before that, they are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it reaches a point later on in life when they lose that that personhood as well. So because a person like my, you know, uh, uh, my great grandfather who died at age what, one hundred and six. Right, mm-hmm. uh, reached a point. All my uncle, my father's uh, oldest brother, who died at age 121 or wow. something of the sort, by the time he was dying, he was so old you couldn't even carry him. Uh, I mean, we would he would be carried uh, from his, you know, out of his little hut every morning to bask in the sun, mm-hmm. but you even feared touching him. Because you thought that if you touched him, yeah. he would break to pieces like a piece of chalk, mm. right? <laughs> so, uh, mm. so he loses, according to you know, uh, uh, to, to Mankiri. At that point, he has lost, yeah, uh, his personhood, because he's no longer capable of exercising those characteristics of those capacities mm-hmm. uh, through which we frame and define and understand what it means to be a person. Mm-hmm. So this is, yeah, so, you, you know, so the individual and community. So African philosophers have been haggling around this idea of, oh, no, well, this cannot be done. Look at, you know, um, this denies the individual of their rights and uh, yeah, and, oh, you know, I don't think it does, but, uh, you know, yeah. phil- philosophers are philosophers, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, some people think that it does, I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, uh, feminist uh, uh, philosophers are, oh, oh, but, you know, they talk of, African philosophers are talking of the person as communal and so on and so forth, uh, but they deny women these rights and then, 
I don't think there's, there's even an inkling of relationship. Right? Those kinds of denials. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyway, again, philosophers. You also talk about uh, the philosophy of the Ubuntu philosophy. Is oh. there any relationship between the idea of personhood and, and Ubuntu philosophy? And, and how can you define, like briefly define uh, Ubuntu philosophy? Ubuntu is um, a concept that has uh, uh, been making lots of rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good, others not exactly very good. Uh, it's a concept that um, has been uh, uh, thrown into the political arena, uh, and therefore, and rightly so, it is each and everyone's own, you know, object to take. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so there are so many takes uh, on the uh, notion of Ubuntu. But let us go back to the term itself, Ubuntu. Muntu is a person. Muntu. Muntu. That is, yeah? In what language? In Nguni languages of the South. Uh, Even the uh, uh, Bantu languages of Central and East Africa, including Kiswahili. Yeah? Muntu. Muntu in Kiswahili. So, Muntu, M-U-N-T-U in the Bantu languages and inflections and you know, uh, dialectical variations. Mtu in Kiswahili also, uh, therefore, a variation mm-hmm. of the same, MTU. Uh, so, Untu is uh, an abstraction from Muntu, which is what is a person? The same kind of thing we were talking about here. What is a person? So, when you abstract it to U, which is the abstractive form from Muntu, is uh, what is personhood? Humanness. What is a human being? Yeah, is it just some animal out there that happens to have only two two legs, or is there something more to it? Yeah. Ziki Mfalele many years ago in 1962, 61. Have you ever heard of Ziki Mfalele? Ezekiel Mfalele. Yeah, that is his full name. Ezekiel Mfalele was one of those pivotal anti apartheid post colonial African thinkers from South Africa. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just died about two years ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, um, uh, would ask, would, would ask um, uh, a question like this in response to negritude. Yeah, he said, you know, he asked, how does a tiger show its stripes? What makes a tiger be a tiger and different from a dog? Yeah? What is what is tigress? Tigerness. It also sounds like what's his name? Uh Shuinka's yeah, argument. We, we, he influenced people <laughs> like Shuinka. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is Mfanele. That is Mfanele. Mm. Uh, he was one of the, you know, one of the earliest critics of, of, of negritude, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and which goes back to what I was saying earlier on, you know, just do your thing, yeah? A tiger shows its stripes by simply being a tiger, leap, 
bite, scratch, strangle, kill, right? Do what being a tiger makes you be able and capable of doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Ubuntu. Yeah, is a concept that uh, very broadly refers to all those things. So. What does it mean to be Ubuntu? What does it mean to be yeah. a human? Yeah. So, you know, it, it is a very loaded uh, concept. Now, used as uh, uh, it has famously been made to, 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 to influence the political discourse of Southern Africa, mm-hmm. uh, uh, much of the reference to it uh, has been in, in regard to, uh, to the critique of of those kinds of of of, of behaviors uh, and manifestation of values uh, that are very much counter viewed as counter uh, to um, uh, 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 the, the value contents of what it means to be a person. Yeah. So um, so when South Africans propose this term, and therefore Desmond Tutu is 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 not the founder of this term at all. He uses it because it is part of uh, the indigenous, everyday, you know, ordinary, moral, uh, political discourse. Yeah? So, um, but he uses it in order to ask, uh, uh, you know, what can uh, uh, just very broadly uh, be framed as um, human nature. Human nature obliges us to look for each other. Human nature, not African nature. Human nature. So it is a very universalist term. Mm-hmm. Human nature, because in Ubuntu, there is no whiteness or blackness, femaleness or maleness. Yeah? How those categories of being human are uh, defined differently in different kinds of cultures in terms of manifestations of social and other types of order is a completely different matter. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you know, and one does not deny the fact that there are things to be discussed within those frameworks and institutional structures mm-hmm. uh, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, 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 but Ubuntu as such is a universal term and which, which is the strength uh, that it, it, it garners and 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 it um, uh, applies to uh, uh, to the uh, uh, to the uh, to, to the critique of the political, social, cultural, economic uh, environment uh, of South Africa during the apartheid system, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, which is uh, uh, people who recognize that the fundamental uh, value or, or the fundamental thing about humans is uh, that humans need each other to be humans. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, look, we, uh, I, we all just believe that, uh, Bamba, you and I could not be sitting here speaking unless we shared a certain uh, pool of, of meanings that is making us communicate. Yeah? But how could we share that pool of meanings unless we taught ourselves how to in fact use the mechanisms uh, through which those meanings are communicable. 
language. Have you ever seen a human being who is born and thrown into a pot without any contact with other human beings speak a language? Would you be able to tell whether they are Wolof or Dinka, <laughs> right? Or Nuer or Zulu? You wouldn't. Yeah? So, what it then means is that whether speaking, whether it is speaking Wolof or it is speaking Dinka or it is speaking Zulu, yeah? All these are incidental instances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which each and every one of us will be subjected to because we are born into very specific families and, you know, ethno-social, cultural uh, circumstances. But the capacity to speak at all is made possible mm -hmm. and develops only in virtue of our contacts with each other. So I could be born as, as looking as black as I am, but probably my first language could be Chinese. Who says that, you know, yeah. that my first language could only be Luo? No. You see the point mm -hmm. of Ubuntu. Mm -hmm. Yeah? So, so when thrown into the political arena then, uh, the whole notion of Ubuntu is, is uh, uh, an interrogative uh, 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 you know, term uh, that asks this fundamental question. Human beings are so much made to be, right, to be together. We become persons only by virtue of being with other persons. Yeah? Umuntungumuntungabantu. Mm. That is the ex famous expression by Desmond Tutu. Umuntu, yeah? Umuntungumuntungabantu. Which means what? Which means a person becomes a person only by virtue of other being in, connected with other persons. Which is the essence which of is, Ubuntu. Which, which we very generally always say, yeah. I am because we are. You know, I am mm -hmm. because we are. We, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, left that way, sometimes it leaves room for, uh, great room for misunderstanding, but, you know, explained properly, and, mm -hmm. you know. I think there is a lot of very good value to it. Yeah. Well, Professor, I, I wanted us to talk more about other stuff, but um, we're already an hour and 15 minutes mm. into it. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you back sometime soon and, and talk more about your research and uh, and Masolo, Professor Masolo. Who is Professor Masolo? I think people out there would be very interested to know more about you um, your trajectory and dig deep, deep down into your uh, your philosophy thank you very much for this interview and um, I hope to have you back on the Africanist very soon thank you thank you for having me Luttons pour la paix. Kondiamo Africa, mon lanyan. Manejamo Africa, moi sonyo natange.